We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast for Week 16 Recap. Jeff Erickson here with Chris Liss. As always, we are brought to you by WinBet. Uh, thanks to WinBet for their uh, exclusive uh, sponsorship all throughout the season uh, for all of our gaming products. Uh, Chris, how was your Week 16? Looked like you were having a good time at a Boxing Day party, enjoying the splendors of Europe. Yeah, these uh, British guys I know. British guy and his wife had a big party. Not a big party, but a little party. He's like a serious chef made these like wagyu steaks and smoked some cigars and had some scotch it was pretty nice um it was chill but i was just kind of like looking into the games i had a laptop with the uh red zone channel open and we were playing pool and they were playing doubles pool doubles pool is terrible so whenever i would go and usually miss i would then go watch some games and then when it was my turn i would leave take a shot go back watch the game so yeah i mean you could get like two shots in a game if you run into a team that's pretty good or your partner's pretty good or you know something like that um so that yeah that i don't particularly care for that either but that's what you do sometimes when it's just a crowded area there but uh i got you on that yeah exactly Uh, yeah so you know it was a actually a pretty good week for me i i think one of the big takeaways for me is well i mean besides covid covid you know changes everything in a lot of cases like the, the Ravens were clearly the team that was racked more by uh, COVID problems than the Bengals. Bengals miraculously have like one COVID case, whereas the Ravens are starting guys off the street and then the secondary. And it obviously showed, uh, although, you know, they Burroughs t- tore him apart in Baltimore earlier too. He has over 900 yards against them th- uh, this year, but, uh, and their, their defensive coordinator kind of, you know, said something that was not, not necessarily wrong. It's just, it was an unforced error. They're asking him like, "Are you going to run the cert- like? Are you going to double uh, chase? Because you know Chase killed him last time, um, or, and they did something special for Rogers and Adams last week." He goes, "Well, you know Adams is the best receiver in the league, and Chase is good, but he's not number two, and the quarterback, uh, you know, Burrow is not getting fitted for a gold jacket just yet, like Rogers. You know, all things are true, but why say stuff like that? It's like it was like, okay, we'll give him this bulletin board material here." And they asked him after the game, were you thinking about it? He goes, maybe, you know, he goes, he just didn't need to be said. Uh, and, you know, that's why he was throwing in the fourth quarter. And you know, anybody that's got Burrow in fantasy is like, yeah, keep it going. That's fine. Uh, 
so it, it was funny. There was a lot made about uh, the Bengals throwing in the fourth quarter. But the thing is, Josh Johnson was good. The Ravens were moving the ball all game. Uh, the Bengals' defense wasn't that great. But, you know, the Ravens' secondary is just, just just gone, obliterated. Their top corners are hurt. The next guys were on COVID. They, they're, they're, the best remaining guy, Averett, got hurt early in the game. And it was just all over after that. Yeah, if you went against uh, Higgins and Burrow, you were toast. And Burrow, what a monster game. 525, 11 rushing yards, four touchdowns. And Higgins had such a monster game, too. I made the Ravens my best bet. Well, I mean, I thought it was either Lamar or Huntley. But mm-hmm. as you said, it wasn't really Josh Johnson that was the problem. It was just they couldn't stop the Bengals at all. Even Mixon had a huge game. Mixon is like the running back two or three. It's, it's like Eckler, there's Taylor, and there's like either Eckler or Mixon next. I mean, he's like finished as like one of the top five running backs for sure because he just had another big game with a lot of catches. So it was, uh, that was the stack, right? I mean, if you'd stacked Burrow, you could have stacked Burrow, Boyd, Chase, Higgins, and Mixon and just done all Bengals. Quintuple stack, yeah. You could do it, you know, so. I don't know if you could fit it all in, um, but, you know, it's funny. Uh, It it really was. I, I did use Higgins. I always use Stafford. Uh, brutal. Stafford. Well, no. Well, I want to well, go Stafford. It was, a hedge. it was a hedge because you knocked me out of the stake league playoffs and I had Stafford. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, if Stafford gets 25 points, then you need 12 or something from Tua tonight and Tua against the Saints in that game. Who knows? So um, I would have had a chance, but Stafford really uh, crapped the bed and, and didn't get me what I needed. Tua is my pivot, by the way. Uh, I have Lamar in almost every league that I'm starting Tua this week. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it was either Tua or I was going to – I actually picked up Huntley in a couple of places, and obviously that ha- that broke. And I'm like, okay, Tua it is. Um, here we go. Uh, I, I guess Josh Johnson was the actual pivot. but Yeah, he, he did well. He played well for the Jets too this year. He's, he's not that bad. Um, a lot of these guys are like going to have like careers now because of this year. Like Huntley – probably has a career ahead of him. Josh Johnson will probably be around. He's old, but he'll probably have five more years of being a backup because of this year. You know, sometimes just playing well as a backup is enough, you know, to keep you in the league for a few years. Yeah, that's right. Um, So a big takeaway for me though, is like it's after Christmas, you know, it's week 16. It's not week 17. It's still 16. We still have two more. Really annoying. I I really feel like the NFL screwed up and maybe it's just people like us who work, you know, doing this because, Maybe regular people don't care. I don't know. But I really feel like it's bullshit, man. Like, this is supposed to be you're done. You set that lineup for the last week. It plays out how it plays out. You kind of have like a lax wrap-up week and then sort of the empty week that doesn't matter where your season prop bets or whatever gets settled. And then it's New Year's, you know, during that. That's like right after New Year's or New Year's Eve sometimes that Sunday is. And that's how it goes. And now, like, you know, it's Christmas, you're in the holidays, and yet you're only in week 15. Now you got to, like, figure out what to do for next week, which still counts. Now you're January 9th, there's another game. Just stupid. So if you want to have 18 uh, weeks, 17 games, you got to start Labor Day weekend. I think, like, put you got to push it the other direction. Now, Labor Day weekend, that's kind of annoying, too, because people have that last weekend in Labor Day. They do some drafts. And then the following week, the NFL starts. You push it back. It's going to interfere with that ritual. It just fits. 16 weeks just fit right into the between – Labor Day and Christmas Day and New Year's, and they've just screwed it up. Like, it's just, this is not how it's supposed to be. And uh, I don't know. I just found myself getting a little annoyed that it was, oh, there's still another week. You know, just to me, it's just still two more weeks. That's the thing. But I mean, another another week that counts, you know, for fantasy. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, by the way, if you're a commissioner and you have a final in the final week of the season, shame on you. That Double shame on you now. Uh, because it, it, you're already starting to see, you know, play, some some teams checking out. Some teams that are and, – and other, you know, like your Giants, for instance. Um, you could tell they checked out because they gave the vote of confidence to Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, too telling them they're going to be back this year. You know, for all the screaming that we do about, hey, let's get the backup X in there, this is what happens when you get backup X in there, especially in a bad situation. You put Jake Fromm in in a bad environment, bad offensive line, team that just has no juice. Well, this is what happens. The You know, we always want to embrace the unknown. Like, oh, well, it can't hurt to put Jake Fromm in it. Well, this is what happens sometimes. You get you get Garrett Gilbert on the on the football team last week in a bad situation, or you know, you just, and you, you start to see or, these teams. Or, uh, Taylor Heineke in the football team. Yes, oh my last gosh! Night. The, wow. the point, but Dallas is just so good. I actually laid the wood, and I never do like in these situations. I was just like, their defense is too good, and um, but yeah, that's true. Like you know, um, Jake Fromm was just overwhelmed. I didn't even barely watch it, and I'm not going to go back and watch it uh yeah. but you know but like what's the harm right i mean he was probably never gonna get a chance anyway the giants drafted at the end of eli's tenure um i can't remember their names a couple of quarterbacks one of them got in trouble with the police for doing something stupid like he can't remember what it was but like yeah. fourth round picks that they just used on these qbs that just never got to play even though they were out of playoff contention and you're like what if the guy's okay you would never find out we didn't find out they like literally never made the field Right. And maybe but you, you would know, never were, find out either because it's such a terrible situation. They would just be overmatched. That's you, what happened. you never know. I mean, Jalen Hurts, like Carson Wentz last year on the Eagles was so destroyed. He led the NFL in interceptions, <laughs> fumbles. Okay, Oscar. Take it Oscar's easy. home. And, and sacks, right? Yeah. He led in all, all three of the negative categories when they benched him. And Jalen Hurts, who's the second round guy who's not ready, looks credible for three games when, when they took him out. So. I think all the time you find out, you know, Nick Foles was just terrible in Jacksonville and they put in this rookie Gardner Minshew six round pick and he looked credible his rookie year. And so, you know, I just think like you never really know and, and you got to let those guys play, even if more often than not, it's going to be, you know, the Jake Fromm situation. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Uh, you're, I mean, you're right. And I just think environment is so important for these guys. I mean, oh. he's... even for Tom Brady, it's important. Even for the best quarterbacks, it's important. Oscar, yeah. stop barking. All right. So, uh, it, it, wow, that worked. Good job. Uh, I'm impressed. Uh, so, second. yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly there. But, uh, hey, uh, you know, it, it does matter a lot. So we, we see that. Uh, before we move on, start con continuing to break down the week, a quick note from our friends at WinBet. Uh, if there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your, fin or at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, 
the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to 500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. Uh, it is fantasy playoff time. Uh, it's you know a lot of uh, things going on. Stake league. You and I were playing each other. Uh, I'm in the semis in the in the RotoWire or the uh, finals of my RotoWire Invitational League and semis the RotoWire Vegas League that you were and I were in. Um, in the semis of another expert league, all that. So you're starting to see this. Justin Jackson was a league winner. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you able to win that pickup, massive difference, huge. And he came out, you know, if you, especially if you had Eckler, you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with that Eckler? Well, Jackson had a bigger day than many most of Eckler's days. He was huge yesterday. So even better, I'm in the FSGA semifinals. Now I'm in the finals. Uh, and the guy I was playing had Justin Jackson on his bench. So that was nice. He, he picked him. I looked to pick him up. I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick up Justin Jackson. Eckler's out. And then I saw that the guy I was playing had already picked him up. And then I didn't know because it was like a couple days before, you know, the games. Oscar, shh. It was a couple days before the games. And, um, and then I was like, oh, he's going off. So then I checked and he's on his bench. He would have yeah. won for sure. I won by five points. I won. I had Terry McLaurin and Zeke going last night. And I didn't know exactly how much I needed uh, but Terry McLaurin had done nothing until the, like the last half of the last quarter. There was a, like he had three catches in garbage time for 40 yards, seven points. I won by five. So I needed those McLaurin points at the very end. Wow. So, that's all. That's impressive. Um, yeah. Boy, that was a tough watch. I did watch the entire game of that game too. Uh, and it was garbage time. They, they benched the starters midway through the third quarter. I remember the, the Bucks did that with Brady last year one time. And he had, he had already gotten his, you know, gotten right. his too. Like he had like five touchdown passes in that game. Uh, it happens every once in a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's well when you get when you get like pick sixes and block punt touchdowns while you're already blowing out the other team. Yeah, you know that's when it just becomes ridiculous. Like there's you know it devolves into farce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it in one league I had the hammer fab wise enough for two, so I got Jackson and Huntley just in part just because I wanted nobody else to. I, I didn't want my opponents right. to get them. Right. And then I end up, yeah, obviously I didn't use Huntley, but I actually it was a super flex league and I used one quarterback. Uh, I just had, I had like these sick receivers, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, AJ I, Brown. I, I had uh, AJ, well, the AJ Brown league is dead, but Debo and AJ Brown go on Thursday night and Debo was in that league that, that beat the team that didn't start Justin Jackson. And having those two guys like AJ Brown, all of a sudden the Titans are a contender, I feel like, with AJ yep. Brown. Like AJ Brown just dominated that game. Like the Niners were winning and then AJ Brown got going. And then the game was kind of just taken over. It was crazy. Yeah, well, and that and Jimmy G took over in a negative oh, sort of way. That's there. true. That's true also. But, but you know, here, here's another thing. You know, we're yelling about why isn't Trey Lance out there? Well, maybe it's because they fear like he's going to go pull a uh, Jake Fromm on him. You know, but the one time we saw Lance, it was against Arizona with a bunch of other, you know, on the road and with other starters out. I mean, I. I understand why he struggled, and you, you, there are there are some growing pains. Uh, also, they but, traded up to get Saquon Lance at three in the year they contended, versus Jake Fromm was like given to them for nothing. You know, so hold on one sec, hold on, yeah. just keep talking. Yeah, so um, yeah, it, it's interesting. So, but you, they made a pretty good case for Jimmy G to get benched. I mean, the Niners are in trouble. You know, they are. You know, if the Niners lose one more game, they're out of the playoff hunt probably. So. 
you know, the whole thing is you can see why head coaches go with the known, though. That, that I think that's my point more than anything. Is well, they, Jimmy G played well until this game, and but the problem with Jimmy G is he's just like he's just a guy. JG, right? Jared mm-hmm. Goff, Jimmy G, they're all the same. Jimmy G, Jared Goff. If circumstances are good, they're pretty good. If circumstances right. are bad, they're bad. And um, and it, most quarterbacks, that's what the deal is with them, right? There's only a few that make the team good no matter the circumstances. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, Brady is very, very good when things are good. But, you know, you saw him on the Patriots the last couple of years. Like, he wasn't like, the, you know, the guy he is, you know, these two years. Um, you know, it, most quarterbacks, it's like they're good if the team is good. They're good if the circumstances right. are good. And people don't want to really realize that because they, they get confused between the importance of quarterback play and then the importance of the quarterback himself. Quarterback play is obviously incredibly important to winning NFL games, but who the quarterback is, isn't necessarily uh, the key to quarterback play on a given team. It might be that Tyron Smith is more important. It might be that, um, yeah. that you know, the offensive line and, you know, collectively plus a couple of key receivers are important or the, you know, the tight the elite tight end is important. It's not always the quarterback that's so important to quarterback play. It often is, but it isn't always. And so, I think people get confused and they, they associate quarterback play with the quarterback himself. And then, you know, they're like golf was averaging nine yards, you know, 8.5 yards an attempt with the, with the Rams when they were the, the new greatest show on turf. What happened to golf? It's like, well, the circumstances around him just got a little worse. And then he got exposed for just being a guy that was about as good as his, his circumstances. And that's right. like most quarterbacks. And we, we often make a huge mistake. We think, Oh, Baker Mayfield. Wow. Look, he's really good. Uh, and then circumstances change a little with the receivers. And then it's like, wow, this guy's terrible. Um, or Tannehill, he's really bad. And then circumstances change. We're like, wow, he's really good. Um, it's, you know, most of the time, um, the quarterback is just like a, and it depends on which quarterback and which team. It's just like a, a certain percentage of quarterback play, but it might not even be 50%. It might be like 35% in some cases. Right. Um, and it just shows though, some almost everybody is prone to making a mistake, except for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is like on an island over here. And I know you've been saying all along the writers are going to punish him. I don't think so. I think it's so obvious that he's the MVP. They're going to, they, they, I think they have that's to. What punishing, to that's what punishing looks like though, right? Like I know, I know. Like, but It's so obvious that Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. It's just, how could Barry Bonds of all players or Roger Clemens not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? It's so it, like that is the most obvious. Those two guys are so obviously inner, inner top five, top 10 ever. Right. Bonds Especially when David one. Ortiz is going to make it this year. And, the, you right. know, he, he was on the Mitchell report. Oh, they're he had all, the all, one, yeah. you know, you right. Know. So, I mean, right. So like that, they punish the guy. It's not punishment. If it's a borderline case, because they could, you know, you could say, well, you didn't belong anyway. When it's like the slam dunk and you don't get it, that's when they send them. That's the message sent. And I think there's that writers, these kind of guys are very, uh, they, they have access to grind. You know, they're the kind of guys that are going to do it. And I, you know, they just don't have a choice. That's the problem. Why don't they have a choice? I mean, I I just, I mean, there's usually an obvious pivot, right? Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, so far Cooper Cup. I think the Rams are going to get, I think they're going to get Cooper Cup, the yardage record and the catch record. He's got 132 catches with two games. Maybe, maybe that's a good, that's a good argument. 10 catches a game, which is what he gets, is 152. He breaks Michael Thomas's record. He needs about 100 and, 230 yards to break Calvin Johnson's record. 
they'll get him that if they can. If you break two records that are not held by, in the same year by the same person ever, and you get both the yardage and the catches, and you have 16 touchdowns or whatever, and your team's a contender, and Stafford's had a good year, but he hasn't had an MVP year, that's a pretty strong case. Or Jonathan Taylor, the Colts may end up 11-6. and six. They just beat the Patriots and the, and the Cardinals, right? Unfortunately, Tennessee still won, so they're not going to catch Tennessee. But they may go 11-6 and because they've got Jacksonville and, and, and the Raiders the last two games, I think, the Colts. They go 11-6. and six. Wentz is, you know, average at best, maybe below average. Right. Um, and Jonathan Stafford Taylor, hasn't been great either, going to your point on Cup either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Stafford had three picks yesterday, and Cup yeah. still got his production. I mean, and, and then you got Brady, right? But Brady, I mean, you know, they're not going to be a one seed. Right now, Dallas is the two seed. And, you know, Brady's been good, but he's thrown some picks. He's not like dominating or anything. The Bucks' defense is very good. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I don't think, I think Brady would be a really mediocre Q, uh, MVP choice. I don't think Mahomes will get back in there because. It was mostly done on defense. Um, and, you know, Dak's not there. Uh, Murray just blew it the last couple of weeks. He's out. I think he's out of the picture. It's Rodgers if you want a quarterback. But there's these two other guys that are so far away, the best of their positions, that you're going to have the, the quarterback must win guys. Some of them will pick Rodgers. They'll be the resentful guys who pick a different quarterback who think quarterbacks must win. And there'll be guys who say, I don't want to give it to Rodgers. And I can't credibly give it to a quarterback who's worse than him, but I can give it to the receiver who just set the record for catches and yards. So the thing is, Rodgers will have this base. There are going to be some people that are objective, right? It's not every writer that's got an ax to grind. I don't know. This one's pretty big. This is a big ax. Uh, I hear you, but my point is, though, I I think like the Cup and Taylor and other protest voters might, unless they get some sort of coordination here, there's some sort of like consensus among like opinion, opinion makers that they all follow. Okay, well, let's give it to Cup. Let's give it to Taylor. They're going to split each other up. Now, if they leave Rodgers and now, is it, I, I don't know how the balloting works. Do they just name, do they just vote for one person or is it tiered? Is it one, two, three? And they add up the votes. How does it work for MVP? I voting? don't know. I should look it up because I don't know. But, but there's two things like that. But one is, you're right. The two alternate choices, Taylor and Cup could split right and that hurts right. both of them some people one guy throws it to brady another guy throws it to well, Mahomes. but that could also hurt rogers because well, of course of course so there's a, a couple like i don't believe in ideologies for any of this stuff right but there's a couple ideologies one ideology is i'm not going to give it to the guy who said he was immunized and people thought he was vaccinated and he wasn't vaccinated some guys just had ideology are just not going to give it to him other guys are not going to give it to cup or taylor because a non-quarterback cannot be mvp so that's another ideology, right? It just, mm-hmm. the quarterback must be the MVP unless there's like, you know, some change in the way the NFL is. So there's like different ideologies. And then the, then the, the guys who are totally unbiased uh, probably give it to Rodgers, I would think. But um, they might also give it to one of those other two players because there's so much gap between them and the number two um, at their position. So I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I had a guy comment on I, in the Saturday observation. I said, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Um, but I don't know if he's going to get it. And he said, no, th- that's giving value. There's going to be good value on the MVP vet- bet for Rodgers because he's like even money or something. And he's the yep. shoe in. But people like you think that they won't vote for him. So there's value at that. Maybe that's right. It's possible. I think they're going to enough people are going to uh, say no to Rodgers that there's going to be some openings for other players. Could very well be. Uh, let, before we move on, a quick note from our friends at Yahoo. The NFL season is heating up. And Yahoo's going big on daily fantasy football this season. 
There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay and prizes. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Yahoo also had some must-win contests over Christmas, uh, too, which is pretty cool, both basketball and football. So I actually played a little bit of that over the break. Um, I need to play a little bit more. I like their pricing. is a lot more robust than other places. Like, they'll have Justin Jackson priced up pretty quickly and things like that. So they're pretty good. Um, anyways, uh, one of the guys we won't talk about for MVP probably anymore is Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, the, the Chargers, they crapped the bed yesterday. Uh, now – he, the thing is, Chargers had COVID issues. They didn't have uh, Mike Williams. They didn't have Eckler. They they were missing a number of players. But the Texans were missing even more. They were missing like 23 players yesterday. And that game was never, like, it, this was not a fluke. The Texans took it to the Chargers. You know, Rex Beasthead could not Beasthead, be I love Beasthead. Too bad I had him in that uh in that way, mostly, but I'm out of the playoffs. And, you know, I see my guys yeah. go by Rashad Penny and Beasthead on that team, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, the Texans play hard. They're like the Lions. Like, every game they show up, even if, you know, they have nothing to play for. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of – I told you, Brandon Staley, you know, give me Dan Campbell over Brandon Staley. Give me the, the uh, CEO over the spreadsheet guy. Um, you know, the Chargers are just not consistent. You're right. They had some COVID issues. But Justin Herbert's one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. They – they should be better. The Chargers never could stop the run. I guess, you know, the uh, spreadsheet guys don't seem to care about that, but it tends to matter in these games. And uh, Herbert threw a couple of picks and he put up a lot of yards, but they just, they just never uh, for long stretches got in sync. Like you never saw right. them just sort of go on a four game run where everything was working. It just, they like would work for a week and then they'd struggle for a week and uh, it was funny because, you know, we were looking ahead in Survivor, you know, two weeks ago. We were like, oh, the char- we have the Chargers at the Texans. That looks pretty good. And hopefully, I like to think that we would have pivoted to the Bengals after the Ravens uh, lost their QBs. But we might not have, you know. And, right. and it just goes to show, like, don't look ahead. Don't start planning, you know, ahead of time. I mean, it, you know. so Never. Never, never plan ahead like that. Well, the problem, um, the problem there are two two problems with our thing is one that Thanksgiving Christmas made us plan. Well, ahead, you have you to had plan to. for that. Yes, you had to. True. But then that also made you start to figure out your horse trading. Like, well, if we use them, then then what do we, you know, what do we have this week? We have to be careful. And then the other problem was we were so anxious that having a plan felt better. But actually, that was a mistake. You just had to deal with the anxiety of week to week making a pick. It feels really good to have your your plan mapped out. You're like, okay, we know what we're doing every week to have to re go over it is stressful. So anyway, survivor don't plan ahead. You, we had to plan ahead on those short slates, but um, right. otherwise next year we won't be doing that. Right. Uh, by the way, you know, little uh, heads up to David Culley and the Texan staff. I mean, you look at that roster, it's not good. They peeled off some guys during the season. Um, they've got Davis Mills out there and he's actually showing signs of development a little bit there. Uh, 
they were missing their best receiver and they still they're like no problem let's, let's play hard and they're they, they, they've been blown out a couple of times but for the most part they're they're like the lions they're playing hard every week and you know the chargers obviously got the end of that uh yesterday uh and that that was not a fluke that game was the texans were the better team most of the game uh you know they were winning the whole time they're moving the ball the whole time uh you know the chargers had a bad turnover a couple of bad turnovers but the fact is you know it was not that that result was not a fluke yeah no they is when there's a game where one team kind of jumps out and gets a bunch of turnovers but if a team jumps out the other one comes back and then the team lays it on again and the other team can't make it back that's usually like oh no that wasn't just a momentum thing or a flat thing that was just you know, it's kind of like the Lions Cardinals, the one we lost on. It was like the Lions were the better team. The Cardinals made a half-ass comeback and couldn't really turn the corner. And it's just similar. And um, yeah, the, the, the coaching seems to be good. I mean, they seem to be ready. They seem to care about winning. It seems so simple, right? Like you're a professional right. NFL team. You're charged with putting a product on the field, no matter what your record is. Um, you have a team, you have a billion dollar organization. You have whatever professional help, therapists, physical therapists, you know, coaches, uh, chefs, whatever you need to like get these elite athlete humans ready to compete against the other ones. There should be no excuses. And should, you know, we look at these teams like, ah, well, they've got nothing to play for or look who got hurt or was on COVID. It's like, no, man, like you're running a organization. There really are other dedicated professionals, you know, who you can get to fill in and you should, you should act like it, like, like you're doing something. And when a team does, we're always like so surprised, like, wow, the Texans, they really show up or the lions, they show up even though they have nothing to play for. And it's like, well, yeah, that's their job. That's that's what you're supposed to do. And they do have a, something to play for, and that's their job next year in many right. cases, they do. these players. Yeah. They um, have more to play for than you do when you do recreational sports, and you want to play well when you're just playing. Exactly. So, yeah. um, I don't know why it's so surprising, but it, it's weird that we just like act like, oh, yeah, they, they've given up, you know, or the Giants. Like the Giants are terrible. And they just can't, they just can't muster that kind of effort anymore. Early in the season, I mean, their quarterback situation is abominable. But early in the season, like they were, they were like the Texans and and uh, Lions. They would like every games were tough. They'd win a couple of games, and now they've just completely fallen apart. Effort wasn't the issue for the Giants, though. It's just they're just abject despair on offense. The defense played hard. I mean, that oh, first half. Yeah, you know, is good. I had Philly and Survivor this week. I I, okay. I pivoted actually right. from the Chargers to the Eagles, uh, and so there were six people left in my pool. There are now two. There's only two nice. of us that went to the. Eagles, How much money is this one? How much money is this? Nah, pool? It's not much. It's not oh. much, but it's like a twenty. It's twenty dollar entry pool. So and I you know I there's like a hundred people in it. Um, okay. But I'm I have one. I have no misses. The other guy has one strike. But you know the thing is, I was sweating that, and I almost tweeted out like. I pivoted from the Chargers to the Eagles today, and I'm, I'm regretting because remember, Hurts looked terrible early on. The right. Eagles, I mean, they were getting booed. I mean, it, yeah. it, they, they were awful early on. Uh, we saw Sanders like drop a pass. We had Hurts fumble, had a turn, almost had an interception in deep in their own territory, got overturned on review. Uh, they, there, were, there were bad plays left and right for the Eagles. It was like 3 3 at halftime, and then they blew them out in the second half. Um, but or maybe it was it was ten three at halftime. I forget. I, I think it was three three at halftime. Anyhow, three three. It was three three. It was, it that... was not it was not pleasant and comfortable to watch. And then they just kind of just tore away at the end. So, but you, you see that compa- contrast that to like the Steelers who completely utterly no showed yesterday again. I have never seen a Mike Tomlin team coach Tomlin coach team 
give up like this. And they gave up. This is this was a bad, bad result. The Chiefs had tons of absences with COVID. Yeah. And the Steelers were never in this game. It was 14 nothing like that, and it was over. Tyreek Hill had two targets, and Travis yeah. Kelsey didn't play. You know, and and they won going away. And Clyde Edwards Lair got hurt. Yep. I had I had Clyde Edwards Lair. I got lucky that he scored a touchdown before he got hurt. I also had Miles Sanders in a different league. It's like Miles Sanders, he's really good, but he's never even gonna finish a game. If you use him, he will not finish the game. So <laughs> You know, it's just every time I use that guy, he gets hurt during the game. And then I see like, I didn't even see what happened. I was just watching like intermittently. And I was like, oh man, Boston Scott scored a touch. It was like bad on all fronts. I had the Giants with the points. Mm-hmm. I had Miles Sanders. Like Boston Scott is scoring a touch. It's just completely a negative. And I had Jalen Hurts. So it was like, if Boston Scott's running in a touchdown, something's going wrong. Yeah. Um, at least you got that amazing catch by Devontae Smith. Uh, wow, what great footwork there to get the so, two toes. They overturned he didn't even get it the heels it. down. He just got yeah. the toes, literally just yeah. the toes in. But that's yeah. all that matters. But yeah, it was a weird, it was a what a weird day of football. Um, but um, yeah, it, you know, the Giants offense has been bad. I was trying to figure out whether the Panthers or the Giants offense is worse. I think those are the two uh, worst off. The Jaguars are pretty bad too, but the Panthers and Giants are really, really bad. The, the Panthers are just out there fumbling about looking for a solution. Hey, is it PJ Walker? Is it Cam? Oh, let's bring Darnold back in. And he gave Darnold more snaps than Cam, but Cam started. And Darnold might start the next two weeks. Oh, let's fire offensive coordinator. I don't know. Somehow DJ Moore has 1,000 yards this season. Did you know that? I it doesn't feel of, like I it. I sort of did because somebody caught passes. And there was – I mean, McCaffrey was out. And then Robbie Anderson did nothing. So – somebody remember Terrace Marshall was like a hyped uh oh I remember you know and he didn't exist at all so yeah I guess he barely probably cleared it but I I, what how many touchdowns do you have like three yeah I mean it's it's pretty low but the thing is like you know he has four come on don't don't diminish the work that DJ Moore has done for your I apologize I I I don't have him (laughs) thankfully I I ranked him kind of high though too 83 10 41 and four touchdowns that's that's actually pretty good uh, but it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. I mean, because he lately he hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, he's gotten to that point where I, I've been pushing him down in the rankings. You know, he doesn't have he has three 100 yard games this year. He had one against Miami that four for 103. Early on, he had a couple monster games against Houston and Dallas. Went eight for 126 and then eight for 113 and two. Remember that game against Dallas? They're three and zero. They go to Dallas and we're like, okay, wh- this is a who, which team is for real game. Turns out it was Dallas and we're like, but it. You know, there were some turnovers. There was some bad luck going for Carolina. I think they're still for real. They still scored a lot. They moved the ball and nothing since. You know, they, they've just fallen apart since then. Uh, I, I think, I, I, I don't know. I may, Maybe there's other things that work here, but I, my opinion on Matt Rule is, was completely utterly wrong. I was like, I like this coaching staff. I like Rule. I like Joe Brady. That did not age well. Yeah, it's really weird how like your first impression of these guys can change so much. Like Dan Campbell, right? Like he seems like a good coach. The Lions show up, but like, do we really know that he's any different than Joe Judge? You know, do we really know that Joe Judge? It's like, yeah, you you have you actually have to like do it for a few years and win. Like Brandon Staley, I know all the uh, kind of stats bros like him because he does the spreadsheet thing. I but still like him, but yeah, I don't like him. I I feel like that team does not show up. You know, that team does not play to its apparent t- talent level now you know there's things that we don't really know like the offensive line was revamped how good was it really how good was Rashawn Slater how good were some of the other signings 
how good was, you know, they, they, I don't know if it was on purpose. They just didn't play to stop the run. They played to stop the pass. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes it's not obvious, like where the personnel weaknesses really are. And we, we just make assumptions about it. But um, yeah, I, I, I would say that like, I wrote this in my column today. I, I would, if you're going to say, give me like break your kneecaps, Campbell over Staley, over spreadsheets Staley for now. And that could end up being wrong. But like, if I were to bet on one of them, I, give me the guy that gets this team to show up. Give me the Thomas, the Rivera's. But it's a false choice. You should be able to do both. I mean, well, it's not a false choice, though. In reality, like in reality, like a lot of guys can't do both, or they're much better at one than the other. You know, I mean, like you don't really see like Tomlin and Ron Rivera and Vrabel always making like the optimal down and distance decisions, but you know they can coach in terms of leading the men, getting them to to play. Except for Uh, this past week, where the Steelers and the football team didn't show up at all. They didn't, but like you know, there's drill ball track record. Completely, utterly no showed, Chris. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the track record of those guys, like most of their teams, I understand, but it's yeah. just funny that they're getting credit for that in a week in which they did not yeah. literally. Did but I mean, Tomlin, up. I mean, Tomlin of all coaches, I mean, those guys, I mean, yeah, Steelers, uh, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think Tomlin's yeah. a fantastic coach. Yeah. I think there's a lot of rot from within on that team. I think they just need to overhaul that roster. Well, and ben, been trying I to paper ben, over it. Yeah, Ben in the offensive line is just, you know, but whatever, that's part of it though, right? It's like the Texans don't have a good roster. They showed up. The Lions don't have a good roster. They had Tim Boyle as their QB. And then, you know, they're like life and yeah. death in the last closing seconds with the Falcons uh, on the road. And, you know, with nobody, they don't have DeAndre Swift. They don't have Hawkinson. They don't have Goff. They don't have anybody, you know, right. they don't, they don't have Jeff Okuda, the guy they took with like the fourth pick last year. They That's don't a have good point. Any they've of been without guys. him all year. They've been, they don't have anybody and yet they're competitive in these games. And so, you know, I, there, I don't know how many excuses there are, but, um, and, and nobody's perfect, but I, I definitely think there's some coaches that run the team and there's some coaches that um, have figured out on average that on fourth and five at, you know, your own 48 uh, when you're down nine with, you know, 22 minutes left that you should probably go for it. And some that will punt. And that's a negative decision, usually depending if you punt. But that to me is on the margins compared to like, having a team that knows it's assignments that shows up that sure. is accountable to making errors and, and that, that kind of that aspect of coaching the team. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's, and that's actually a really good point. Um, one more, uh, we got one more uh, read for you guys. And then we're going to talk a little bills paths. Haven't talked about them yet. Uh, our friends from thrive are back for another season of fantasy football and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week, this NFL season with thrive fantasy. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One visit rotowire.com slash thrive Two. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. Uh, let's talk a little Bills and Pats. This was a, a definite contrast between the uh, the game two uh, two weeks ago on Monday night, or was it three weeks ago? I guess it was, including the bye. Uh, that they had, you know, Josh Allen's really stepped up, really delivered a huge game. I think you mentioned in your column that the second half of that Bucks loss is where they kind of figured it out, got it together again. Um, and they, they really did. Uh, Singletary is more important in this offense than they, than they, he had been in a while. Uh, and Allen is just, he's playing his butt off there. He, no Gabriel Davis, no Cole Beasley, no problem. You know, we'll make Isaiah McKenzie a thing. Well, you know, you want to, you're going to take away my top receiver. No problem. I'll find these other guys. He made a couple bad plays, but he shows so much heart with the scrambling, you know, that fourth down uh, play was so huge. Uh, he makes some mistakes still, but this is, they're dangerous. He's dangerous. They're dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Trenavis White, though, tore his ACL. He's out, right? He's not coming back for the playoffs. Right. So that's a that's, big loss. Without that's, a a big, doubt. that's a big one. Uh, but Josh Allen is just one of those guys that can make a play at any point. And how many guys are like that? You know, like when I was, you watch these games, like the Broncos Raiders, and you're like, someone make a play. There's no one can make a play, you know? And Sometimes you're, you're betting on a team or rooting for a team and you're like, the guy just can't make a throw, a scramble, a throw on the move. It just doesn't happen. And Josh Allen's one of the handful of quarterbacks that's going to make a play for the team. And he's, he's not going to win MVP, but he's put the bills there now, I think a little ahead in the tiebreaker against New England. And that's just a huge win. And the Patriots look like, you know, I, I took those four teams against you and I still like three yeah. of them. I've got the Chiefs, Bucks, and Packers. I, st- I still think I'm the favorite. But if I were to, I would trade the Patriots in if I could for somebody. I don't know who, maybe the Rams, maybe the Cowboys actually, and go three NFC teams. But the Bills are kind of a, a dangerous team now. The Chiefs are the obvious favorite. They're going to be the one seed barring a collapse. Um, but the Bills, the Colts, and the Titans with A.J. Brown, I think are the three dangerous teams of the chiefs i think and the I bengals think- are dangerous but as you pointed out three games in a row is a big ask for them uh but any one given game i think the Beng- bengals are definitely dangerous yes they're dangerous that, to that upset offense somebody. can go off against anybody yeah they're dangerous to upset somebody uh to knock anybody yeah. out and like the chiefs like you know the mahomes offense hasn't been the high octane offense and if it got into one of those games maybe the bengals outshoot them you know uh maybe uh the Bengals knock out, but you know, the chiefs are the only favorite though. There's no other favorites. There's one big right. favorite. that's going to be the one seed. And there's a whole bunch of other teams. You know, the Colts have their style. The Bengals are the wide open one. The Titans are, you know, scrappy as hell. And now they have a real weapon that really can't be stopped. Um, and I think those are the teams. Now the, uh, the bills though, are because of Josh Allen and Diggs and, and just his ability to improvise. I think that's, you know, the other one in the AFC that they could do it. I, I just don't think like the Ravens, Maybe if Lamar miraculously was 100% healthy, they, they might have something, but their secondary is so decimated. I don't think the Ravens, they might not even make the playoffs. Um, 
or the Chargers or the who may not make the playoffs. Right. Uh, what about the Dolphins if they get in at you know ten and seven, nine and eight? If they get in. They're the team that nobody wants to make the playoffs because you don't want to watch them. Um, right. They they've replaced the Bears. Uh, the Bears were that team last year, but they can muck it up. They can be yeah. They can grind out an ugly win like Bengals Dolphins. I'd be very uncomfortable with. Right. Um, well, that's exactly the type of team the Bengals could lose to. Right. Yeah. Easily. Easily could happen. By the way, Bengals are going to get a cold dose of reality this upcoming week. They host the Chiefs, so we'll see. It, it's going to be know. a really good test to see. Okay, I don't know. I don't how know. legit are you? Because every yeah. time the Bengals get high on themselves, the Niners come in, the Chargers come in and beat us. You know, it, the Browns beat us. I mean, that's right. the thing. And then we get the Browns in, in Cleveland to finish too. So that could be tough, also. But, right. um, yeah, they, uh, they could finish nine and eight, miss the playoffs. Yeah, they could. They could. And that's the thing. They can't, you know, don't, don't get too high on your own supply here. Yeah. Uh, save some of those 525 yards for this upcoming week here. You're, yeah. you're going to need them, but uh, we'll see. Chris Jones is completely changed, moving the inside and, and, and Melvin Ingram has completely transformed his chief's defense. Chief's defense has been legit like, for a long time now. Yeah. I mean, I, if you look at the complete teams and, you, and I still think the chief's offense will be able to, you know, draw on some of the, what they can do in the playoffs Dallas and the Chiefs are like the most complete. Well, the 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 Bucks. If Mike Evans comes back, they lost Godwin, but they have Antonio Brown. The Bucks, Chiefs, Cowboys, and then um, the Packers are a weird team because I guess their defense is actually good this year. I guess the Packers are still the best team in the league, uh, yeah. but it's when you think about the complete teams, you know, Dallas just like everywhere they're good. If, if Tyron Smith comes back. Dallas really has no weaknesses. Maybe their one weakness is that Zeke is old. Pollard looks great when he runs, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, Zeke looks a little sluggish. But that team is so strong. Um, their defense is so good. I think Dallas may have, like, the best defense in the league now that everyone's healthy. Yeah, Dallas is scary. Dallas is really scary. They're, they're, they're like the big fly in your ointment in terms of, like, playoffs. I think, the da- I think Dallas is better than the Rams. Um, I know, you know, I, I think – and I. I, I trust Dak more than I do uh, Stafford. I trust Stafford. I just, I just don't know. I mean, Cup has been great, but like OBJ, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, the running backs. I don't know. To me, it's like that team. It's surprising they've been as good as they have. And then on defense, they're really they've got superstars, but mm-hmm. like the rest of the team is thin. So the Rams are a weird one. But you know, there's four. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are toast. There's four teams. Um, in the NFC that are just very, very strong teams. Um, and the AFC's like got one of those teams. There's like five total. And then a bunch of guys that are vying, you know, a bunch of teams like the Bengals and Bills that are vying to be one of those teams. It is funny that the Bills and Pats were the number one and two in point differential heading into last week. Yeah, uh, that, that, that is true. Um, yeah, well, they, get the, they got to feast on the Jets a couple of times and feast they did. Uh, yeah. that, that, that was a big part of that there. All right, Oscar's telling us it's time for us to sign off. We've got the XM show coming up in a couple minutes anyhow. Uh, but want to thank uh, WinBet uh, for their sponsorship all season long, including this podcast. Uh, Chris and I will be back at you again next week and in perpetuity because the NFL season never ends. But uh, no, we'll be back end. next week for sure. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Have a great day.